feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. One thing I've noticed as of late is it just seems to be that corporations are getting more and more lost when it comes to sustainability. It's not all of them, but a lot of them. As I get more and more opportunities to work with companies, not where I work per se, but as people bring me into their organizations to learn more about sustainability, I get a glimpse of what it looks like on the inside of some of these businesses. Now, I'm not going to state names. There's no reason to. And everybody starts from somewhere. It's like picking on me for going to the gym. I'm a big guy. Give me a minute. But that's what I'm thinking about when it comes to sustainability. Companies are at least bringing me in to get a better idea or to talk to staff or to teach. But I don't think they really know why. I think it's a checkbox. They write me a check. I come in and they can check a little box that says we brought a person in to talk about this. I don't get the feeling that most companies are actually attempting to make a change. I think they're just kind of following what they're supposed to do or what they think they're supposed to do. Now, again, don't let me sell you on the fact that it's been the experience everywhere. I have worked with other companies who get it or at least seem to get it, but it's not the majority. What I find is that the sustainability teams are kind of like their marketing teams. I can tell you within a half hour, of visiting a company or talking to leadership if they understand. First of all, did they take a person who understands sustainability, a fan of sustainability, and put them in charge of their sustainability department? Because if they did, that's what you're supposed to do. Most companies, it's part of marketing. You have a marketing manager who runs sustainability, and that is not going to work ever. I have heard all kinds of things. I've heard that they have to do these kinds of things because everybody else is doing them. They need to learn about sustainability so they don't get left behind in the in the movement. I've actually had people bring me in and say, what are the cheap things I can do and what will we get for PR on it? That's a complete miss and misunderstanding of how it works. Yes, there are things you can do to reduce your cost. And there's some that are completely free, but a lot of those aren't going to put you on the news. They're just going to reduce your cost and your carbon footprint, which should be what you want to do. But these companies, they're looking for that thing they can tell the media. And that isn't it. And a lot of times they don't like my answer. But the answer is true, that it's a long-term process, that you reduce cost, you reduce your carbon footprint over long periods of time. I've even heard town hall meetings where leaders stand on a stage and tell their employees that they're looking to move forward and being more green because they're forced to. So if you're questioning why, that's why. Well, that's not going to succeed. That will never get better. You will never succeed at creating a sustainable company when the answer is, my arm was twisted and they forced us to. doesn't work. Those are the people who stick to buzzwords. They stick to all of the things that they see on their corporate news channels and the things that they think they have to do. They're not actually getting better. There are companies out there who work on training and understanding of sustainability, ones who look for those cost reductions that actually reduce their carbon footprint. 
they, in the long run, are going to be the leaders in these industries. They're going to win because other companies can't compete when they, when they start to reduce their cost. Sometimes it just means when times are good, you spend that money on things that will save you money later. For example, solar panels. There's a lot of things that you can do, but that's the easiest and low-hanging fruit. As you add those, it reduces cost, and then you set up a budget to where 80% loops back into continuing to reduce cost, and that other 20% goes to general budget. And you do it over and over and over again, building your positive footprint in a sense, but it really it's a positive feedback cycle, helping you build your budget. Anyways, that's where a lot of this greenwashing comes from, I think. I think that it's just a lack of understanding. They think it's a fad that they have to be a part of, not just something that is a global need going forward. They don't see it as how it saves the company in the long run. They just don't understand the concept. They haven't hired those sustainability-minded experts. The leaders haven't been convinced. That's where we run into the problem. They can hire me to come in and talk to their staff, but then they check the box that says they did it, and they go on without changing actions. Because leadership is focused on just a handful of things. One of those is profitability, but without someone in their ear on a regular basis that understands sustainability or embodied energy or even some basic engineering things, we want, we constantly work on waste. We constantly work on wasted time and, and wasted energy. Without someone in their ear teaching them those things, they'll never understand. They'll go to reducing headcount to save money. They'll look at cheaper materials. None of those are a long-term sustainable change for profitability. You can't get rid of the people who know how to do the job and expect the job to get done well. You can't continuously buy worse and worse materials and expect that your product will be good. You have to find other ways. You have to find ways to reduce your cost that are sustainable and long-term. And kudos to those companies who have done it and or are doing it, or even just discovering they can. Good job, because they'll be here for a long time. These other ones are stuck in this rut. I don't know if it's just purely resistant to change, a lack of ability of understanding. I don't really necessarily know. A lot of the ones I met are just embedded in their ways. They become successful doing one thing, and when the world changed, they were not necessarily able to change with it. They're just trying to survive their way until they're ready to retire. I don't think that they mind if the company changes. They just mind that it changes while they're there. They're not generally equipped to change their mindset. They've hung their hat on who they are. And a lot of times ego gets in the way. If you hire someone who understands embodied energy, you hire someone who understands sustainability, there's plenty of things out there. Simple things. Getting rid of disposable dunnage, moving to something reusable that's shipped back and forth. A lot of times people will say the upfront cost is terrible, but it's permanent. You're not just constantly buying cardboard. And I'll tell you, now that Amazon has become this massive business monster, cardboard's becoming more and more expensive. They're using more and more. It's becoming harder to get at a reasonable price. So reusable dunnage over time, that will save you a ton of money because once you own it, you own it. You just maintain it well and make sure that it works for your products and in the variations of your products. One of the weirdest things I saw is there's a lot of companies out there, tech side, that are working on hydrogen fuel, but they're working on hydrogen fuel for little niche areas or niche markets. Hydrogen fuel is something that if you can learn to master, you can actually reduce the cost in your building. Hook it up. Prove it works. 
you can scale it up and prove that its efficiency is still functional, all it's going to do is reduce your cost and improve what people think about your product. But I don't see that very often. People only look at the cost. A lot of corporate leaders, which is weird because ROI is a thing. Return on investment is a thing. A lot of times they have a seven-year window. Things float above it. They don't consider it quite as quickly. Things are below it. It's definitely considered. And with solar panels and all these different options to offset their energy cost, I'm not necessarily sure why they're not taking record profits every year to do things like this. They're stuck in the meeting rut. They're constantly talking, which takes away time for action. And it's expensive. I don't think people realize you're paying all of these people to sit in a room and say the same thing they said three hours ago with two additional people. These consistent meeting ruts are very expensive, a waste of time, and it kills productivity. That is a waste. It's a waste product in your business. These are all little things that can change the way a company works. If you're not investing in education, and I don't mean the random, hey, don't do sexual assault kind of videos that you get in every corporation, or please don't steal, but I mean really educating, telling people, how do we save money? How do we get stronger as an organization? What are the things we can do when it comes to sustainability? Most companies don't care about their turnover, at least from what I've seen, or they're even actively getting people to leave. That's knowledge. You paid for all of that knowledge. And if you're not investing in knowledge on a regular basis, you're always going to be a little behind. There's so many silly and easy things. I've even had to tell companies, hey, two-sided printing on draft. You use half as much paper, you use a third of the ink. These are both energy-based items, they're a cost to you, and there's really no reason to waste it. How many people print large things on accident, walk over there, and it's all one-sided and in dark high-res ink? Doesn't need to happen. Set it as a default, and if someone needs it differently, they'll change it for that one print. These are low-hanging, easy things. These companies also ignore data. Did you know that it's starting to show that if you had employees who worked four days, and I don't mean four days long hours, I mean normal eight-hour shift, four days, they get more done because of that extra day off. Did you know that extra day of rest makes people more adamant in getting the things they need done in those four days? That the waste time in between, they just eliminate it and work through it knowing that they get this extended weekend off, but it's ignored in most large corporations because they feel like they must have people there. They must have them in the building instead of working at home or whatever that reason is. They're just a little lost. And it's my hope that over time, companies start understanding. They understand the value of work from home for those who want to. It's a reduced cost. They don't have to have as large of buildings and as big of facilities and to buy all the things that people need. And it's cheaper. It's cheaper for the employee. They're happier. When they're happier, they work harder. It is what it is. But that's what I've noticed is going through all of these exercises with all of these companies. When I get called in, I never really know what I'm going to get. It's a mixed bag. But most of the time, if the upper levels of management are there, I get the feeling of disconnection. They don't necessarily understand what they're doing there. They just know they're supposed to do it. They'll get it done. They'll check the box. They'll call it a day. A year from now, they'll call me in again. But I hope over time, I can kind of pick away at the armor, kind of say some things that plant seeds in the minds of the employees. And then for those companies where those employees stay there, 
over time, I might just be able to get in there. I might be able to help them help themselves. And if you work for corporations, little bit, little bit, big bit, help them out. They don't seem to see it. Don't risk your job, but be a voice because I think they need to hear it. It seems to be a struggle. And for those of you who are thinking about going into sustainability, for those of you who think it's a career, it is and it will be. Over time, we're going to need more and more people who understand this. As some companies go under and others see why, they're going to want to hire you. You might be part of the HR department. You might be part of the marketing department, but you're there. The more people that understand sustainability in positions of education in corporations, the better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. You will become leaders in those industries. So have at it. Go get them. You will be building one heck of a positive footprint. And I'll thank you in advance. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or on social media. By the way, Nick and I, we got Patreon up. Yeah, we actually have a Patreon along with someone already signed up, even though we just barely got it out. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month. And pretty soon we'll start even putting polls up. Anybody in the Patreon will get to help pick what episodes are coming next or which ones we should record and have it ready to be uploaded. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, we get together each week to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. And thank you again. And we'll see you next week. 